This is IndyCar Weekly. IndyCar Weekly is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. Peak Motor Oil, when you peak, you win. Buy Honda Generator, the preferred portable generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. Henchman Racewear, Henchman, the pioneer in driver suit technology. Find us at henchmanracewear.com. And buy the Indy Racing Experience. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. You want controversy? You've come to the right place. Ryan Hunter Ray might be on probation, but he's the winner at New Hampshire, I think. But Ryan Hunter Ray shouldn't expect a note of congratulations from Oriol Servia or Scott Dixon. And Will Power, just one of the many drivers that was furious with the decision by race control to throw a green flag after a late race rain shower. And Boy, he let his feelings be known to everyone. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, with his take on what transpired at the Magic Mile this past Sunday. Randy Bernard on the new TV deal with ABC. And Tony Cotman on the decision to delay aero kits for the new car in 2012. Plus, Indy Lights Championship leader Joseph Newgarden on his perfect weekend in the Granite State. I'm Mike King. This is IndyCar Weekly. What's it like to drive an IndyCar at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Now the Indy Racing Experience can put you in the driver's seat. That's right, you can drive a real Indy car at the world's greatest race course. Packages start at under $400, but hurry, sessions are selling out fast. Call 1-888-357-5002 or go online to IndyRacingExperience.com. You driving a real Indy car, call 1-888-357-5002 now. If you know passion, you know my name. If the roar of a race car gives you goosebumps, you know my name. If you believe that no one ever remembers who comes in second, you know my name. If you're into checkered flags, chugging milk, and burning rubber, you know my name. You know my name because I've been here from the very beginning. As vital today as I was over 100 years ago, I'm a powerhouse. I am a running wide open with no finish line in sight. I'm the fire that never goes out. You know my name. I am then, I am now, I am forever. I am Firestone, and I am proud. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Homeowners, did you know a burglar could break into your home and get away in just five minutes? A locked door may not be enough to keep a thief out of your home. Think about what you can lose, and then think about this. Now you can get a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-800-949-8207. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. So call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-800-949-8207. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 a month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-800-949-8207. That's 1-800-949-8207.
This is Will Power, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Oh, boy, I don't know if he's cooled down yet. What a day Sunday at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. First appearance by the IndyCars at the Magic Mile since 98. This one's going to be talked about for a while. Thomas Schechter put on a show in the opening laps. He passed 15 cars in the first 10 laps to go from 18th on the grid to third, but his day would end in a crash with Tony Kanaan and Marco Andretti. Championship leader Dario Franchitti was riding a rocket ship. He had lapped the field up to seventh place, but he and Takuma Sato get together on a restart, and just like that, Dario's day was done on lap one, 18, and he would wind up 20th on the day. That incident left Sato out of sync with the other cars on pit strategy. It boosted him to P1 on lap 179, had his KV Lotus team doing a rain dance in the pits, but the rain came five or six laps too late for Taku. On lap 206, a light rain brought out the yellow. It looked like leader Ryan Hunter Ray would lead the final 19 laps of this one behind the pace car. But then suddenly, that all changed. Much to everyone's surprise, race control told flagman Paul Blevin to show the field one to go, despite the fact that some rain was still falling. Buckle those seatbelts, Mike, because it looks like we've got a wild finish in store. Okay, the sweepers off the track. Mark Janes, here we go. 216 of 225 will be complete at the line as we get set to drop the green flag for let's hope the final time today. They head to you in three. Still feeling some drops, no question about that. And we've got some trouble in the back of the pack. Cars got out of sorts. Sebastian Savater and Carpenter and a Beatrice among them. Now they get themselves sorted out as the leaders make their way through turn four. The yellow flag continues to fly. We will not restart as of yet. So Paul Blevin will show them once again the yellow flag and let's see if yep, they will show them the furled green once again. So now Mark as we get set to complete lap 216 we will have eight laps remaining at the line. We are working lap 217 as we speak. For whatever the reason, the back of the field really got out of sorts and then climbed back into the throttle as if to get themselves back in formation. And uh, Brian Barthart and Al Unser Jr., the folks in race control, wanting to get that field calmed down a bit before we went back to green flag racing. They're coming down the back straightaway, setting up for turn three. Oreo Servia to the inside. Ryan hunter Ray, Then James Hensley, Scott Dixon, and Danica Patrick. So once again, at the line, eight laps will remain in the MoveThatBlock.com Indy 225 here at the Magic Mile. Will it be magic for Oriole Servia? Will it be magic for... Oh, oh we got a spin. Danica Patrick is spun. The 12 Will of Will Power is spun. The 5 of Takuma Sato is involved. The $67 general car is involved. The same for the 24. And Davey, got to wonder about the, the moisture there as they got on the gas. And Oriole Servia, it looks like, is out in front, but Davey... Maybe the car started spinning before they got to the start-finish yeah. line, so we'll have to wait and see where officials are going to sort this Here's out. Here's the sad thing about that. The track is probably too wet to go green. It looked that and, way. And, and you know what? It just ruined Will Power, you know, his comeback yeah. for the championship. It ruined, you know, Sato having a dead. good race. Wow. And, and, and Danica, Danica, with, you know, she continued she continued on. Where's she at right now? She's on the back straight with severe damage. Ruined a, a great run for her, and probably because of moisture. Michael Young, uh, you've got 
a report from Pit Lane. Yeah, guys, not to question IndyCar officiating by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but it was still kind of sprinkling to that extent that brought the caution out to begin with. And when Danica stepped on the gas out of four guys, she just whipped it around. She didn't have it, not didn't have a prayer to save that car coming out of turn number four. Let's go down to Jake Query. He has Michael Andretti. Michael Andretti, you would not have thrown that green. <laughs> That's an understatement. I mean, the the they threw the yellow before because of the rain, and it's way wetter. You can see it on the ground here than it's ever been, and then and, and they throw green. I mean, that was it was going to be mayhem. I mean, I'm just so disappointed. I mean, how can they do this? It's very irresponsible. As you can imagine, confusion followed that incident. The red flag came out with 220 laps complete, and the cars returned to pit lane as that rain continued. Minutes later, the checkered flag was displayed, followed by an announcement from race control that the lineup on lap 215, prior to the final green flag being shown, would become the finishing order of the race. Will Power, who was furious when he jumped out of his damaged race car after the aborted start, finally calmed down enough to offer his opinion on the situation. It just should never happen. We all begged him. We were all on the radio. I mean, Tim Sindrick was saying, all the drivers are saying the same thing. I was begging him, please do not start. You can't start under these conditions. And that was the result. And, I, you know, oh, it's a hard hit. I got hit and drilled by people. It was just unnecessary. We just did not need to do that. And the drivers that wound up on the podium... Winner Ryan hunter Ray, second place Oriole Servia, and third place Scott Dixon offered up their opinions on the finish. Oriole Servia out of his car will officially be credited with second. Very upset when he got out of the car. I know I heard you say over the radio it's raining harder right before they threw that green flag. I think when you were coming out of three and four, still, though, I could see the upset and the frustration in your face with being credited with second. Yeah, I thought it was raining harder. I didn't think we you know, we should have gone out. But uh, anyway, they threw the green, and I was ahead when the yellow came out. That, to me, in any any racing even here, it's, you know, you're the leader. And they called me the leader, and, and then they decided to reverse. So just uh, very upset. Ryan hunter Ray, his first oval win at Milwaukee back in Champ Gar, he dominated flag to flag. This was a different circumstance as he stops by his team pit real quick, drinks his sundrop, but Boy, this is different than that win in Milwaukee, Ryan. This one was crazy. Take me through it. It was crazy. You never knew what was going to happen. I mean, that's short track racing a lot of the time, you know. So you got to love it. Um, There's a lot of fun out there. Traffic was uh, really hard to was really hard to, uh, to to negotiate at times, but the car was just so good. These DHL Sundrop Circle K guys have done an awesome job with the car. We have great chemistry within the team and. Boy, after the year we've had, we've been chipping away at it. We're just happy to get this win. Maybe this is a little bit of a payback for that uh, gearbox that broke at uh, Long Beach. You know, it seemed as though you needed Lady Luck to kind of swing to your side. This was a weird way for it to happen. I would imagine it had to be kind of an emotional roller coaster, not knowing what was going to go on that last 40 laps or so. It really was, and and it was uh, and it was the, the biggest thing was when they said we were going green and it was still raining. I mean, I was I couldn't warm the tires at all, sliding around doing 10 miles an hour it was uh it was um very strange but uh hey you know what the car was good the car was really good when it mattered he moves up five spots from 13th to 8th in the points ryan hunter ray with the win scotty pretty upset with the situation that happened you still come home third the incident with ej viso a lot going on out there today with him coming out in front of you yeah but you know i think more importantly they just need to be consistent you know in my eyes i finished second right behind oriel you know ryan didn't go even though i think he deserved to win today he had the better car and he was out front but it went green you know we're not racing usac we're not racing on the freaking dirt so why do they go back a lap 
and include, you know, no pace car laps and, and uh, you know, invert the order of how it actually played out. You know, it just makes no sense. They've been going off timelines all day. We got passed by the six twice because of that. And I don't, I just don't understand their thinking. You know, it's not make things up as you go racing. It's IndyCar racing where you have rules. IndyCar Series president of competition Brian Barnhart said after the race that the decision to go green was, in fact, a mistake. We'll check out the full field rundown from New Hampshire next on IndyCar Weekly. Elise, come on, it's game day. You've got all weekend to study. Jen, this has nothing to do with studying. I've got to work. The way the economy is, I figure I'll be working for the next century just to pay off these student loans. Well, you know... I know, I know. You joined the National Guard, so your college is completely paid for. Yes, you've mentioned it a couple thousand times. The National Guard scholarship covers up to 100% of your tuition. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. People often ask what it takes to get under my hood. Very simple. Trust and performance. That's why only Peak Performance Motor Oil touches my car. One of the most trusted names in automotive brings you a complete line of premium motor oils. Made with the same commitment to protection and performance, Peak built its reputation on. And Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar series. When you peak, you win. Available at Advanced Auto Parts. Sunday afternoon, October 2nd at Kentucky Speedway. Championship points will be on the line in the Kentucky Indy 300. See the fastest and tightest Eyeside IndyCar Series racing of the year at one of the season's final stops. Fred Keating, Patrick Power, 2010 event winner Helio Castroneves, plus all the stars of the Eyeside IndyCar Series at the newly expanded and renovated Kentucky Speedway. The best seats in the house are available right now by calling 888-652-7223 or by visiting KentuckySpeedway.com. You haven't experienced Eyeside IndyCar Series racing until you've seen it at Kentucky Speedway. I'm Charlie Kimball. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Hey guys, remember when you were 18 with unlimited energy and the stamina to do anything you wanted, anytime? Wish you could relive your glory days and have the testosterone drive of your teenage years with the experience and skill you have today? Now you can with ProGene Daily Complex. This is Dr. Todd Karen from the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. Testosterone levels decrease in men after the age of 20. It's a major cause of the aging process. The effects include lack of energy, decrease in muscle mass, increasing belly fat, and decreased sexual performance, all of which impact self-esteem, confidence, and most importantly, overall quality of life. Kick your drive back into high gear with ProGene. Call 800-590-7150 today to get a full month absolutely free. No injections, no prescription needed. ProGene is an all-natural herbal supplement that helps men boost testosterone production. Claim your free month supply now by calling 800-590-7150. That's 800-590-7150. Again, 800-590-7150. Shipping processing charges apply. I'm Simona Di Silvestro, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Well, the official box score from New Hampshire Motor Speedway says that Ryan hunter Ray is the winner. Oriole Servia comes home second. Scott Dixon third. James Hinchcliffe, the rookie. Outstanding fourth place finish. Will Power, the, who is chasing Dario Franchitti for that championship. Boy, getting those spots back key for him. As he keeps those title hopes alive, he is fifth. Danica Patrick, sixth. Takuma Sato, seventh. Ryan Briscoe winds up eighth. 
on the day. Ninth to Charlie Kimball. Good run for the rookie once again. Vitor Mira, 10th. Ed Carpenter, 11th. E.J. Vizo was 12th. And Alex Lloyd, 13th. Anna Beatrice was 14th. Sebastian Saavedra, 15th. Simone Di Silvestro was 16th. Elio Castroneves wound up 17th. James Jakes was 18th on the day. Alex Tagliani, 19th. And Dario Franchitti, we told you about the mishap with Sato. He winds up 20th. Then you've got J.R. Hildebrand, Tony Kanan, Thomas Schechter, Marco Andretti, Mike Conway, and Graham Rahal filling out the field. Pippa Man was credited with 27th. However, she did not start after crashing uh, her race car on Saturday afternoon during practice. And uh, she was injured slightly. It turned out to be minor, but she was not cleared to race on Sunday at New Hampshire. Uh, Dario Franchitti will head to Sonoma with uh, the lead, but it, uh, not as big as it could have been. Uh, that is for sure. In fact, it's now down to 47 points. But Scott Dixon, he still lurks back there in third as he is now within 73 points of the championship leader. And Ryan hunter Ray, his third podium in his last four starts, he leapt up from 13th to eighth in the championship. Randy Bernard and Tony Cotman, they're next on IndyCar Weekly. Hello, everybody. I'm three-time IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dario Franchitti, here with today's guest, Bob. Bob, you're a big IZOD IndyCar Series fan. What can IndyCar Nation do for you? Driver autographs. Yeah, we can do that. VIP access during race weekends. That's easy. Exclusive web video for real IndyCar fans. Not a problem. Can I have your helmet? Join IndyCar Nation for free today by texting IndyCar and your email address to 88769. Give me back my helmet, Bob. Oh, man. On October 16, 2011, what happens in Vegas will be witnessed around the world. The fastest, most versatile drivers on the planet go all in for one race and the chance to be named champion. Already a fan? Your paid ticket to any Eyes on IndyCar Series race this season gets you a ticket to see the World Championship in Las Vegas for free. Find out more at IndyCarWorldChampionships.com or call 866-IndyCar. Real driver, real race car, real fast. See you in Vegas. This is Danica Patrick. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax-deductible. Just call 1-800-303-3280. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. And it doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It'll be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those who need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. 1-800-303-3280. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get that free vacation voucher for donating. So call right now. 1-800-303-3280. That's 1-800-303-3280. I'm Takuma Sato, and you're listening to the IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. As all of you know, we made an announcement this last week that we will have a, a new deal starting in 2013 with ABC for the next for six years. Uh, this will be concurrent with our versus contract so that both contracts will come up in the same year. Uh, we felt that was very important. 
Um, this is a very good deal for IndyCar as well as ABC. Uh, I want to thank ABC for their commitment. I, I think that says a lot that they're willing to, to do a new deal for six years. Uh, it is substantially um, better for us financially as well as uh, we believe there's a lot of new promotional ideas that will be added in, the, in this contract that will help IndyCar. Uh, one of them that um, we're proud to announce here today is that we will have a 30-minute pre-race show um, for the World Championships on October 16th. So instead of a just, uh, we're, we're extending that window an extra half hour. So again, that is the first thing we want to talk about. Secondly, um, is the Aero Kids. I, I know that uh, the iconic committee last or uh, two, uh, 16 months ago made a uh, a commitment to have an Aero Kit as part of the new car for 2012. And let me tell you, I will be the very first one to tell you that no one's more disappointed than I am that we're not going to do it. But we also need to look at the long term of the future of the sport. And we feel it's very important that we are listening to the team owners as much as possible on this one. We don't want to see our car counts go from 26 and 27 down to 16 because of, of an Aero Kit. Well, that, of course, is IndyCar CEO Randy Bernard. Welcome back to IndyCar Weekly. He was talking to the media last weekend in New Hampshire about the new TV package that IndyCar recently inked with ABC, along with the announcement that Aero Kits for the new cars would be delayed until 2013. Now, Tony Cotman, who is the project manager for the new engine chassis platform that's set to debut next season, also talked about that decision to delay those aero kits. Now, from my perspective on the aero kits, it's, it's um, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with the, with the vehicle in 212. Uh, there's a lot going on with the three engine manufacturers to get them up and running. And, and you know, every I, I don't think it's a secret that all three engine manufacturers uh, wanted to and, and want to produce an aero kit. So, um, I just wanted to, to uh, clarify one thing Randy said. It'll be at the, at the beginning of 2013, not at Indianapolis 2013, like you know we talked about introducing it'll be at, at Indianapolis. Um, and, and if I sit here and look at the time, you know, by the time they get the, the regulations and, and we've run through what we need on the new car, uh, I think they'll have basically a year, you know, 12 months to, to do their R&D, build, supply, and, and um, uh, provide what's needed. So. Um, you know, I think it's both it's both good and bad, but um, but long term it's the only way to go. It's the, it's the right thing to do, and um, you know we're committed to doing aero kits. Don't get me wrong; it's just a matter of uh, of delaying a little bit. Both Cotman and IndyCar VP of Technology Will Phillips also reported that they were quite pleased with the initial tests of the new Delara and the 2.2-liter turbocharged engine. That test took place August 8th at Mid Ohio. They say the testing of the new car with Brian Herta Autosport and driver Dan Weldon will continue this week. Davey Hamilton is next on IndyCar Weekly. Now you can bring back your favorite memories of the Indy 500 with the IMS Radio Network. Here's the checkered flag for Jim Rathman, the winner of the 44th annual 500-mile race. Little Al wins by just a few tenths of a second. Go to IndianapolisMotorspeedway.com to purchase copies of classic Indy 500 broadcasts. And Elio Castro Neves climbs the fence in the front straight. Johnny Rutherford wins the 1980. IndianapolisMotorspeedway.com Nothing beats the great outdoors and camping, whether you're in a tent, pop-up camper, or RV. There's also nothing like having a convenient power source for everything from coffee makers to cell phone chargers to computers. 
And that's why Honda Portable Generators are so popular with the camping crowd. Besides being lightweight and durable, Honda Portable Generators are extremely quiet and can run for hours and hours. For tent campers, they give you power anywhere. For RVers, think of them as a supplemental power supply that won't tether you to a hookup or run down your RV's battery. We make portable generators from 1,000 watts all the way up to 6,500 watts, and all of our generators come with a three-year limited warranty. And remember, even when you're not camping, you can use your Honda for everything from tailgating to home backup to working outside. Find out more at Honda.com. Honda, the preferred generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. This is Marco Andretti. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Homeowners, did you know a burglar could break into your home and get away in just five minutes? A locked door may not be enough to keep a thief out of your home. Think about what you can lose, and then think about this. Now you can get a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-800-949-8207. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. So call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call now, 1-800-949-8207. That's 1-800-949-8207. I am Uriel Servia, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Visit ShopHonda.com. Enter to start an IndyCar race in a two-seater with an Indy champ like Mario Andretti. You can find official rules at ShopHonda.com. Hurry. It ends 9-9-11, and no purchase is necessary. As we roll on with IndyCar Weekly this week, off weekend coming up, but then it's off uh, to uh, the beautiful Sonoma Valley uh, for uh, the uh, big event there at Infineon Raceway as uh, the the season now for the IZOD IndyCar Series drivers uh, starts to reach the home stretch. And Dario Franchitti, um, well, not quite as comfortable out in front of Will Power uh, after things turned out the way they did. To talk more about the way the New Hampshire event came down at the end uh, is our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, uh, who had uh, a pair of top five finishes uh, when he was racing regularly. Uh, he, he started three events at, at New Hampshire in 96, 97, and 98. He winds up uh, top five at that track twice. Davey, you were in the booth alongside uh, me uh, when when everything transpired the way it did on Sunday afternoon. You've had a, a little while to think about it now. Um, you said it was sad at the time, the decision by race control uh, to to have restarted that race under those conditions. Now that you've had some time to think about it, what do you what do you think? Well, you know, it's, it's still the same, Mike. I, I I could put myself in in every driver's shoes, other than probably Ryan Hunter Ray, and even Ryan Hunter Hunter Ray, who won the race, had some complaints on like why did they start us on that rain? It was, you know, I mean, it was it was a mess for him too. He almost crashed and couldn't get on the gas. So. Um, I could literally every single person basically in that field I could throw a complaint about just the way the race ended and and whether it has to do with the points championship, whether it has to do with your car being crashed at the end, whether it had to do with you know giving your spots back, um, whether it had to do with you losing spots. Um, there there are just so many things. <clears throat> so there there definitely wasn't anything good that came out of it. And 
That's the thing. It's just unfortunate. Not everybody makes mistakes, Mike. We all do. Um, that was a pretty major mistake, and unfortunately, you know, it's for the world to see. But uh, the good thing is, I thought it was a cool race in New Hampshire. I was good to be back there. Yeah. I I I, I seen a crowd that I liked. I thought it was pretty good for for the first time back, and with the, you know threatening weather. Um, I. I I love that kind of racing to where it's just not flat out all the way around and it takes balanced race cars and it takes some strategy and, you know, and some uh, different driving techniques. So on that side of it, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're there. It seems that New Hampshire uh, is very glad we're there. And um, the fans, I think, left. Um, it was quiet. It was very quiet. It was quiet. It was eerily quiet. Yeah, it was kind of strange. But I think that they're going to go, what they, they, I think they were confused on what exactly happened, but I, I tell you what, I think that they've seen a great race throughout the day, and I'd have to think it's going to be bigger and better for next time. So that's the good side of it. I guess another good side, you always want people talking about you yeah. um, while they're talking. They're talking. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. They're talking. <laughs> there's pictures out there. There's sound. There, there's there's articles being written, and uh, they're probably going to talk right up to the uh, Infineon race here in a couple of weeks, Davey. Well, without that, you know, the only thing that really makes things like this go away is time. And um, I, I know a lot of people are hoping that time goes by fast because, uh, like I say, it was just an unfortunate situation. And, you know, it cost the teams a lot of money. There's a lot of damage to yeah. some race cars that just uh, wasn't necessary. And But at the end of the day, Mike, it happened. we got to look at it. we got to learn from it. we got to just uh, move forward and not let those mistakes happen again. Davey Hamilton is our driver analyst on all of our IndyCar radio, IMS radio network broadcast, uh, except for when he is in the race car, like he was at the 100th anniversary running of the Indianapolis 500, uh, like he'll probably be at Las Vegas at the World Championships. But uh, uh, for years, he has been beside me in the booth, breaking down from the driver's perspective uh, what's going on. And Davey, here's the one thing, and I hope you can help me with this, because Clearly, there was a, a massive breakdown in communication from pit lane to race control. We we heard after the race, we heard Michael Andretti say we were begging them not to start. We were telling them it was wet. We heard Jimmy Vassar saying the same thing. We heard Will Power say that. We heard Takuma Sato say that. We heard Danica Patrick. Every driver said we were pleading with them, begging them not to throw the green. Then we heard Brian Barnhart say... No one on pit lane said anything to me. None of the drivers said any that was communicated to me that, that we shouldn't go green. Where was the breakdown in communication? Well, there, there's a few questions, and I don't wanna, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but there was, there's a few questions that need to be investigated and brought up, and it, one's exactly that. If all that was actually being said, uh, and I take for granted it was, because I talked to a few spotters said said that they went to the spotter tech begging not to tell Brian not to throw the, the green. Now, if that spotter tech was able to get hold of Brian and, and race control, um, they, that should have been relayed to them. Now, if it wasn't, there, there's a huge breakdown right. somewhere because not only was the spotters from the drivers telling the spotter tech, not only the owners down and the crew chiefs down on the stand telling them, but so there was a huge breakdown. Another thing that that I'm wondering if the communication or what went wrong was with our pace car driver. We got uh, one of the most experienced race drivers ever, a three-time Indy 500 winner, a guy that, that knows slick racetracks, and he's in the pace car with his windshield wipers on, being J.R. Johnny Rutherford is, is, uh, you know, was he able to communicate to, hey, this track is, it's still raining, it's slick down here. Um, maybe we better think about throwing the, 
the 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 green or a restart and 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 secondly does he have or thirdly i should say does he even have the, uh, the authorization to be able to do that is he just a pace car driver and he doesn't he's not allowed to give any information like that or not able to give any information like that so there's a few things i think could have solved it but it's done it's over so now i think we all learn from it and figure out how it doesn't happen again for sure Davey Hamilton, uh, our driver analyst, uh, with us here on IndyCar Weekly as uh, we uh, we wrap things up uh, from New Hampshire. Okay, Davey, with with this behind us, obviously you and I are not going to be able to solve this problem, uh, and we, we're not exactly sure. There are protests that have been lodged. Uh, I don't know if the results are official or unofficial. There's a lot of things about the New Hampshire event that are, are that there's still a big question mark. We will learn some of those in the coming days uh, for sure. But as far as we know, Ryan Hunter Ray is the winner. Oriole Servia wound up second, and Scott Dixon wound up third. That all put aside, Davey, I thought that it was a good event weekend. I believe that Jerry Gappins, who is an open-wheel guy, an Indiana native, uh, and is now the general manager at New Hampshire. I think uh, he had a good base of fans there, something that he can build on. And as you mentioned earlier, good weather would have made a huge difference. We might have seen 40,000 somewhere in that neighborhood with good weather as it was, probably 20, 25, maybe 27,000 there. you got to keep in mind, Davey, that's, that's more than we saw combined between 1997 and 1998 when, when the, the series raced there. Yeah, no, I think he did a great job, and as he said, he, he didn't do uh, the work that, that he can to get people in the grandstands. He just kind of let the, you know, took it easy, took it slow, figured out what it's going to take uh, to, to make this race a success. I, as we all said, we're pretty being happy with the crowd that was there for the first time back, and, and I think they were able to see a great race. Unfortunate finish, but a great race. And you know what? Uh, I hate to say it, but you know, a lot of fans are there to see the, the misfortunes of other drivers and teams and cra- accidents and so forth. Well, they got their fill all the way up to the last restart, so... Uh, you know, I don't think everybody left unhappy. I just think everybody left a little bit shocked. Yeah, confused, uh, a, a little bit yeah. confused. And, and the fact, Davey, that the red flag came out, the cars were parked, and the weather was good enough probably for a restart later, cer- certainly later than, than what we saw sooner. It, w- whether or not those five laps could have been run, we don't know, but the red flag, and then we saw the checkers, that ended the possibility of seeing those f- last five laps being run. Yeah, well, I think when it's all said and done, that that the, the race it was too wet to start. We all know that everybody agrees, and, right. and it happened. But the race would have ended under yellow, um, no question about it. There was only you know a handful of laps left, and and by the time the track was actually clear and ready to go racing again, it was it was it would the race would have been over. So right, um, like I say, it's uh, it's like I say, very unfortunate. It was sad that it happened. I mean, it's a sport we love. It's a sport that we are at every weekend, and we want nothing but the best. But you know, I just I just watched today the rain out walking. Glenn, and after the race is over, there's about 10 teams at the NASCAR trailer complaining and, and wanting to know what was going on and why things were the way they were. And had a huge accident, and the way the walls were there, thank God when we were going there, the IndyCars didn't have the same situation in that area of the track because, you know, now that it's happened, they're going to have to reconfigure some walls and do yeah. some things there. So it's a learning it's a learning thing for every single sanction. You know, nobody has it figured out 100%. Uh, do the best. You just got to know. Everybody is doing the best they can. Right. Um, whether it's a driver that makes a mistake, whether it's it's a series that makes a m- mistake, or somebody within the series, it's like, you know, maybe don't cut their head off, but let them learn from them and let's move on. Davey, as always, uh, we appreciate your insights and uh, looking forward to that race at Infineon. And this championship now is uh, more interesting, and Will Power still has a shot, but 
I still think Scott Dixon is the guy that's uh, more of a danger to Dario Franchitti than uh, Will Power. What do you think? Well, you know, I, I love what Scott said was, uh, you know, I, I'm out of this championship. I'm going for poles and wins, and that's it. He did it at Mid-Ohio. He got a third here. He qualified decent here in, 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 Ohio, or in um, New Hampshire. And I, I'm excited about him. I mean, he's gaining points, and this guy, don't give up. And, and I know he's not giving up, but I know his mindset is let's win races and win, win poles and do the, everything we can and uh, just to have a successful season. Well, that could end, end up being a championship. You're right. Davey, as always, thanks, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see it in Finneon. We've got Joseph Newgarden. The winner by a long way in Firestone Indy Lights at New Hampshire. He's coming up next on IndyCar Weekly. 100 years of Firestone racing. It's a legacy that began way back in 1911 when Ray Haroon and his Firestone tires won the very first Indianapolis 500. And while so many things have changed over the years, one thing remains the same. The passion that drove us then continues to drive us today. Because even after a century, there really is no finish line. Firestone, celebrating 100 years of racing. Labor Day weekend, September 2nd through the 4th. It's a festival of speed with the IZOD IndyCar Series and the American Le Mans Series. The inaugural Baltimore Grand Prix. The streets of Baltimore will roar to life at 180 miles per hour. A weekend packed with excitement. Labor Day weekend, September 2nd through the 4th. The IZOD IndyCar Series. The American Le Mans Series. On the streets of Baltimore. Get your tickets at BaltimoreGrandPrix.com. This is 2008 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Hey guys, remember when you were 18 with unlimited energy and the stamina to do anything you wanted, anytime? Wish you could relive your glory days and have the testosterone drive of your teenage years with the experience and skill you have today? Now you can with ProGene Daily Complex. This is Dr. Todd Karen from the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. Testosterone levels decrease in men after the age of 20. It's a major cause of the aging process. The effects include lack of energy, decrease in muscle mass, increasing belly fat, and decreased sexual performance, all of which impact self-esteem, confidence, and most importantly, overall quality of life. Kick your drive back into high gear with ProGene. Call 800-590-7150 today to get a full month absolutely free. No injections, no prescription needed. ProGene is an all-natural herbal supplement that helps men boost testosterone production. Claim your free month supply now by calling 800-590-7150. That's 800-590-7150. Again, 800-590-7150. Shipping and processing charges apply. I'm Alex Tagliani, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Hey, time is running out. Visit ShopHonda.com and enter to start an IndyCar race in a two-seater with an Indy champ like Mario Andretti. You can find official rules at ShopHonda.com. It's 9-9-11. Like we said, time is running out. No purchase is necessary. It's IndyCar Weekly. I'm Mike King. Got a weekend off coming up. Then it's out to uh, Northern California and Finneon, beautiful part of the world. Looking forward to getting back to Sears Point and Finneon Raceway and uh, the Bay Area, uh, the Sonoma Valley. Boy, it's a beautiful place to visit. But before we do that, uh, let's uh, continue to put a bow on what happened this uh, this past weekend at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And of course, uh, we've got to talk about what Joseph Newgarden did. Uh, Joseph leading all 100 laps, but the entire field a lap down. 
Joseph Newgarden has increased his points in Firestone Indy Lights now to 68 over Esteban Guerrieri. And going to Baltimore, Joseph suddenly being able to wrap this championship up before the season finale becomes a reality for you. Congratulations on a great race at New Hampshire. Yeah, thanks so much. It's it's it was not, it was a nice feeling. It was a very big weekend for us. Uh, obviously, it was it couldn't have gone much better from our standpoint, um, and it really just turned out to be a big po- points push for us at the end of the day. So, um, you know, the championship has definitely changed uh, in, in dynamic now, and, and hopefully, you know, we we can continue this form for for just another weekend or two. Then I think it's going to be looking very good heading into Las Vegas. Yeah, you've only got three races remaining, and as we mentioned, you guys will not race at Infineon, so you're next. Next race is Baltimore, but you know before we talk about that, Joseph. Uh, first, let's let's go back a couple of weeks. The to, the event uh, at at Trois Rivieres. You know, I give you a lot of credit because you were not in the mix with the top three uh, throughout that event. Yet you hung in there, and that incident at the end of the race between Gary Airy and Dempsey that left Dempsey spun. You you drove right through it, and boom, you wind up on the podium. That turned out to be a, a pretty key situation for you to wind up on the podium there where you could have lost a few more points. Absolutely. We just we were not able to put ourselves um, up in the top group that weekend. We, we were struggling quite a bit with our brake package. Um, we just couldn't seem to figure it out at the track, and qualifying didn't really go our way, and, and then we were sort of just kind of settling in in the race, and it was very difficult to pass there. So we were kind of in just the conservative mode, and, and you needed to just get as much as you could. And that's what we've been preaching all year. If you're not, you're not in position to win the race that weekend, then get as many points as possible. Get the maximum amount of your car for the weekend. And, you know, I think fourth is about what we were was the maximum for us. And, you know, luckily enough, we hung right in there. We we capitalized on a couple mistakes from some people and were able to get a podium out of it. So that's a big thing is to always be staying in the hunt. And you never know when it's going to be over. And all those points, uh, they add up at the end of the year. And, and to be getting extra ones like that when you're not even on your A game that weekend, um, you know, that's, that's a big thing you got to keep in mind. When you saw Dempsey and Guerrieri battling, did did you think they would both be able to drive out of it? Because I'll be quite honest with you, I don't see how Esteban kept that car pointed in the right direction. Yeah, I I don't know how he did either. He got really lucky with that. Um, it was it was definitely a tense moment between the two, and he just he made it work. It was a good thing that there wasn't a wall there. He had a bit of runoff where he could just run the car right out to the finish, and uh, he did a great job of holding on to it and getting that win because it was it was definitely not easy to get out of a situation like that when you're beating and banging with a guy. Yeah, and not just one turn. I mean, they were basically going side by side and hitting each other eight, nine, and ten. I mean, Dempsey was really pressing the issue there, and he was not going to let off the gas. No, no. I mean, and you've seen it this year before between other drivers, and, and normally it doesn't end that well. So uh, obviously Peter didn't didn't have a good moment with it, but Guerrero, he, he did a good job of just, uh, you know, taking what he could there and, and somehow making it through and getting that win. It was really uh, a, a fantastic job on, on his part. I'm thinking going through turn 10, uh, Yakuman is saying to himself, I'm finally going to get my first win here. These guys are taking each other out. It was possible. I mean, no one really knew what was going to happen, and it could have ended in tears for both the guys, but uh, it didn't, and he still ended up with it. Esteban Guerrero, obviously your teammate at Sam Schmidt Motorsports, and it 
it looked like this was going to be uh, on Sunday a huge day for for the team because uh, you, Brian Clawson, and and, and Gary Airy, all, all three of you had really good race cars. But Clawson, boy, he he uh, tried to drive around you in turn number two on the high side, and it just doesn't work at at New Hampshire, does it? No, I don't think so. It was a very difficult move on his part, and uh, you know he obviously would have been a hero if he made it happen. But he just that track was so difficult with the way the lines were made up, and and even with the banking at that track and the way that it transfers from three degrees to seven degrees on the two different parts, um, it's just a difficult track to master. It's it's almost similar to Milwaukee in ways, but then again, it's very very different. It's its own unique way. So um, it was it was definitely a risky move on his part, and you know it could have paid off for him, but it just it ended up biting him in the end. And uh, I know he was disappointed with that because he was really looking to make something happen that weekend. Yeah, he was shuffled to the back of the field uh, on the very first lap, as we mentioned it, because he spun off a turn two. He winds up finishing seventh. You and uh, Gary Airy had a good battle going, but uh, him getting bottled up behind a lap car, uh, behind another car, it, it, it hurt him. And then all of a sudden, Esteban's really pushing to try to keep pace with you. Yeah, it was good. I was really happy that we were able to battle for the most, probably half the race there up to lap 60. And, you know, every time we would catch lap traffic, I'd lose that little gap that I put to him, and he would put the pressure on me, and I couldn't get by some guys quickly enough. And then again, he'd be right on me. And a couple times we had great battles going into turn one, and I tried to just hold my line and fend off from him. But it was really good for the people that were watching, I think, instead of seeing just one guy clearly sailing off into the distance. But certainly when, when the incident happened where he spun and it was only me on the lead lap that took a lot of pressure off me and uh obviously thoughts of long beach always come into my head now when i'm in the lead and and in that big of a position to win the race but um it it definitely makes it easier when it's just you and you can cruise to the finish like that mark james and i during our broadcast of uh the uh, the new hampshire 100 on indycar.com uh we're, we're quick to note uh, that I believe you turned your quickest lap of the race, like on lap one, uh, on lap 97 or 98, or maybe even lap 99. I mean, you never really. Uh, it was lap 93, I, I guess it was, uh, where where you were. You did a lap at 144.7 miles an hour. So you never you never let up. I mean, you kept your foot on the throat of of the rest of the field for the entire 100 laps. Yeah, I really did, and, and they asked me after the race, too, uh, a lot of the guys asked about Long Beach and said, you know, what was the thought process when Esteban spun, and you were the only guy out there on the lead lap, and, you know, the, you don't want to mess up at that point, it's really all yours to lose, and, and what's the mindset at that point, point? and for me, I, you know, certainly the biggest thing I learned from Long Beach was to keep that intensity. I, I, you, you can never let up at any point. It's never over till it's over. There's always something that can happen to you. So for me, I tried to keep that intensity all the way through the race. I tried not to do anything stupid, and I tried not to overpush the car. But certainly, I think from the fuel levels coming down in our cars uh, after a long stint, that's probably what aided me in running that lap time. But but certainly, I was not letting up. I was giving it all I had, but but still leaving that little bit of air. Uh, for for uh, that room for error, but but just keeping that qualifying intensity that that I was talking about that I've learned from from Long Beach earlier in the year. Hendersonville, Tennessee's Joseph Newgarden is the championship leader in Firestone Indy Lights. Uh, he has won for the for uh, five times this season. Uh, the win at New Hampshire, a convincing fifth victory. He beats uh, Jorge Goncalves to the line. And in fact, he, as he mentioned, he lapped the entire field. Goncalves was second. Ferrera was third. 
Yakiman was fourth, and Gary was fifth. Ostella was sixth. Brian Clawson was seventh. Uh, Rusty Mitchell was eighth. Brandon Wagner, ninth. And Victor Carbone was tenth. Then Anders Krohn and Stefan Wilson. And Crone uh, actually lost an engine uh, during uh, that race, the reason that we saw him so far down. Have you ever... Um, uh, accomplished this before let every lap and, and put all the other competitors a lap down no i've never done that before i think uh it's uh certainly new hampshire provided probably an opportunity to do that i think you potentially could have seen that in, in any car as well with frank Eady if yeah. he didn't have uh, the incident that he did he looked pretty uh pretty in his own lead there <laughs> yeah he was stout that's for sure that's for sure yeah. well and i was going to say i think you know the, the 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 team really itself had a, a big position to probably do that with all three of us um you know clausen myself and and guerreri we were just pushing so hard all weekend and and we really put ourselves in a position where we were going to be battling each other i think we just we had we had wanted to beat each other so bad and we were working together and uh towards that goal that i think uh if the incident didn't happen with brian in the beginning it really would have been a three-way battle to the end yeah yeah i think you're yeah i think you're probably right uh, joseph newgarden joins us just a couple of more minutes with him uh joseph um what do you think what are your chances of of perhaps uh, making an appearance in an IndyCar Series event or two before 2011 is out. Is that a realistic possibility? Well, it's um, it's certainly a question that's getting asked more frequently. But, uh, again, if this, this season, as it winds down, it still seems so far away to me. It's hard for me to put myself in a different mindset than just focusing on this championship. Um, you know, there's three races to go, and there's, there's so many things that can happen in that amount of time. So, for me, I've got to stay focused on this championship and, and trying to, to finish it off correctly. But certainly everyone that's helped us from the beginning, uh, Copart, Scorebig, Robopong, they've, they've put us in a position and, and, and helped us get to this point. And um, really, Sam, he's put a lot of faith in me this year, and I, I've tried to, to deliver a good job for him. And I'm, I'm really uh, hoping that he's going to help me get in the right situation potentially for next year. Um, and, you know, you got to keep the faith, I think. Uh, just keep your head down. And, and it's one week at a time at this, this, this point. But it's certainly winding down and i think in racing a lot of interesting things can happen at any point so uh i'm not going to say anything yet but you know maybe there'll be an opportunity maybe not but uh, either way i would embrace it well i know we would enjoy seeing that and certainly another young american climbing the ladder uh into the izod indycar series would be a good thing you've had a great year so far three races to go you can put this thing completely out of reach if you win at baltimore and uh we would love uh to to, to be able to Certainly see that on our one of our Versus broadcasts. We've only got two left, uh, Joseph, so if you want to wrap this thing up on television, we, we, we do the Baltimore race and, and we do uh, the race at Kentucky. We don't. Yeah, we, I, I we, hope so. That yeah. sounds good to me. Yeah. So we we did, versus obviously not doing the the uh, Las Vegas event. That's an ABC event, and and so uh, that light race is not televised. So look, if you want big time TV time with that championship trophy, you're going to have to go ahead and wrap it up. I think I think you're right, Mike. That sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> Joseph, look, congratulations on what was quite literally a perfect weekend. Uh, you, you won pole, you let every lap, and you won the race. It doesn't get any better than that. And uh, once again, you, you extend the lead to 68 points. Appreciate you spending some time, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Okay, sounds great. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Okay, that is Joseph Newgarden. Uh, he is young, he is talented, and Sam Schmidt Motorsports. I have a feeling that just might be his home for a few years, and I'm not going to be surprised if we don't see him in the IZOD IndyCar Series sooner rather than later. Back with more IndyCar Weekly after this. 
Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. In the IndyCar series, drivers put complete trust in their cars. I put my trust in Peak Performance Motor Oil, formulated to protect against thermal breakdown, and Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar series. Whether you cover 200 miles in an hour or it takes an hour just to get to work, you can count on Peak. When you peak, you win. Available at Advance Auto Parts. Congratulations on landing the job. I'm really excited for you. Thanks. How's your search going? Job market's tight. I mean, I can barely get an interview. And I've got student loans to deal with. You're lucky, you know. The National Guard paid your loans off. Luck. The Guard was a smart decision, one you can still make. The National Guard Student Loan Repayment Program can pay up to $50,000 of your existing student loans. Get the details at NationalGuard.com. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-303-3280. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. And it doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It'll be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those who need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. 1-800-303-3280. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get that free vacation voucher for donating. So call right now. 1-800-303-3280. That's 1-800-303-3280. I'm Dario Franchitti, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Uh, next week, we're going to get you set for the Indy Grand Prix of Sonoma at Infineon Raceway. Dario Franchitti, Will Power, Scott Dixon... They're going to resume their championship battle in the 14th race of the 2011 IZOD IndyCar schedule. IndyCar Weekly has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. The National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. Peak Motor Oil, when you peak, you win. By Honda Generators, Henchman Racewear, ShopHonda.com, and by the Indy Racing Experience. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. Want to say thanks to Davey Hamilton, Joseph Newgarden, and you for joining me this week. IndyCar Weekly is a copyrighted feature presentation of the IMS Radio Network, the voice of IndyCar. <laughs>